0: Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, April the 26th. And my friends, whenever you are listening to this, wherever you are, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life and love and joy today. My friends, thanks for being present with me and breaking open God's word. And we are going to kind of jump back. Um, And I don't know how long this is going to take us. It might be quite a, a, a trip, to be honest with you. We're going back to John chapter three, which is just a, a gem of a of a chapter. And so uh, today, what we're going to do, my friends, is we are going to begin that journey through John three with John three verses seven b through fifteen. Now, if you're wondering, you look in your scripture and you don't see a seven b. It just means in chapter three verse seven, you'll see two sentences. The first is generally what scholars would call A and the second B. So it just means we'll start with the second sentence in that in that uh, particular verse. But um, yeah, we're just going to dive right into the scriptures, brothers and sisters. And I think uh, the scriptures we're going to hear uh, today, I believe tomorrow, maybe beyond. Uh, boy, I think they, they just stand on their own. So I don't want to get in the way of them. Let's break open God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to Nicodemus, You must be born from above. The wind blows where it wills, and you can hear the sound it makes, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can this happen? Jesus answered and said to him, you are the teacher of Israel, and you do not understand this? Amen, amen, I say to you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen, but you people do not accept our testimony. If I tell you about earthly things, and you do not believe me, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has gone up to heaven except the one who has come down from, the he- from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if we would have kept reading we would have gone into one of perhaps the most quoted, certainly, beautiful, arguably, uh, verses in all of Scripture, Uh, the one that Martin Luther would call the gospel within the gospel. But let me just kind of plant that seed, because that's tomorrow's gospel, not today's. (laughs) So what do we talk about today? I'm simply going to mention this, you know, anybody who lives near where I am. And for those of you who, uh, who are new to this, first of all, welcome. Um, my name is Joe Zenk. I am a lay Catholic minister. I uh, have been for 30 years, recently stepped away from active ministry in the church and now minister, uh, to hospice patients, uh, in the area. I, uh, live in Wisconsin in the eastern central region. And those of you who live in this eastern central region of Wisconsin know the effects of the wind. We experienced it this last weekend, right? Uh, Particularly yesterday, my wife Renee and I went out walking with the dogs. And um, the wind was so strong. I mean, we were walking along the road. There were times it was pushing us in the ditch. And then on the way back, it was pushing us toward the road. And again, the effects of this thing that is unseen, but yet not felt. I mean, but felt, uh, not unfelt. I guess that's not even a word, unfelt. It is unseen, but yet it is felt so strongly. How about I say it that way? Brothers and sisters, I know there are people who do not believe uh, and who are not open, who are not able to believe. Let's just say that way. uh, In the presence of our God. Uh, in the love of our God because it is unseen. Because somehow that has not been seen. You know what, as a Gandhi said, uh, he certainly believes in, in Jesus Christ, but he didn't believe in Christianity because it has never been tried. Yeah. What a damning statement. But not altogether untrue. Which is the mantle you and I must pick up, right? Our God, especially we who are listening to this as Catholics, and, and, and that is not to, to segment, but we use something called the sacraments in a sense which is to put flesh on God. Because we, not Catholics, all of us humans, are, we are, are physical beings and, uh, and, you know, it's hard for us to love a God whom we cannot see when we do not love uh, our God, you know, our brothers and sisters whom we can see. You know, it's, 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 it's loving uh, one another. It's loving ourselves. It's loving creation. It's loving this work of God. If, my friends, all we are going to do is talk about the unseen and not bring that which is felt. To those brothers and sisters in our life oh gosh i think we've chosen the lesser part now now i think we ourselves have to be tied to the unseen first and foremost we have to believe that there is indeed wind and have experienced that first before we can share that with others Uh, and speak of its um, presence speak of its effects Speaks of its its uh, the harm it can carry and the and the uh, the the power with which it it moves. Um, so brothers and sisters, so it is with our God. Um, it moves us, where we may not be ready to go. And we have the power to correct ourselves. God will not not make us go into the ditch, but he may nudge us there. He will not make us go into the road, but he may move us there. Hopefully not in front of a truck, (laughs) but if and when that road is, is carrying us somewhere we need to go. But we must participate with that. It may be unseen, but its consequences are real. It is felt. And you and I must, well, we must, must forgive. I'm. We get to participate with it. We are invited to participate with it, participate with it daily. And, uh, and, and I think when we do, um, I think others who may not be open to that sight, who may not be open to that presence, get to see that. I mean Nicodemus comes to Jesus, uh, who is somebody who is searching, and Jesus uses these normal phrases, normal circumstances to help us understand who and how God is. Which again is is forgive. I don't think I ever closed the circle about the the sacraments in the church. I mean putting that flesh on God, it helps us see what love looks like when we when we see couples that are living that life of love because we know it when we see it. And um, it helps us see what healing looks like when relationships have been healed or what forgiveness looks like when uh, distances have been mended because we are physical creatures that need to see sometimes and so do others. I think the real question for us, brothers and sisters, and really this is all we need to chew on today, um, is, is the question Jesus poses to Nicodemus, or the statement he, he says, which I'll turn into a question. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born from above. The question, of course, is, my friends, where, where, from, how do I even phrase it? From where are we born this day? Right? Our our evangelical brothers and sisters would call this the born-again experience. But I would argue strongly that it is not a one-time thing. I would argue strongly we need to enter into this question daily. Multiple times daily, I think. What drives our actions every day? what drives our words, what drives our demeanor, what drives our attitudes, what drives our goals and our visions, what drives us toward that, you know, end of the day or, or, or what it is we are after or we seek in each encounter. What drives that? I do not want to speak for you. And I do not want to cast dispersions. I do not want to, to shame or point fingers or guilt. None of that. But here's what I know my struggle is. So much of that for me comes from a place of shame, comes from a place of how do I prove to myself that I'm okay or to others that I'm okay or whether that's an ego-driven thing to try to protect that or an arrogance or a, or a fear that, that will keep people at a distance so you don't see. Or or create masks so it looks good on the outside. Rather than really getting to the to the heart of things, not not making decisions out of shame or fear or ego. But making decisions out of The essence of who I am, which is a child of God, which is the beloved of God. That's my struggle every day. I share that with you, not to make this about me. I share that with you because it's real, but I share that with you because I'm guessing, my friends, that that's probably somewhat your struggle too because I think that's part of what makes us who we are. Our struggle is, is with those voices in our head that don't think we're enough, with those things um, that, that we try to hide, or that we um, lock in dark regions or try to cover with hubris. And our God says, why why search for the living among the dead? He is not there. He has been raised. You will not find him there. And so where do we find him? We find him in the only place that we can, which is that Space within us where we commune with God. What poetry and scripture calls the heart. Brothers and sisters, when we can allow ourselves. Every day, multiple times a day. When we can allow ourselves and our actions and our words and our very being to be spawned from that space, it is authentic, it is real, it is life-giving, not only for us, but for those whom we encounter. And that, my friends, is when we are being born from above. But we have that decision. We have that decision not only right now, but we have that decision moments from now and, and, and moments later and again and again and again until it is a way of being. And I don't know, my friends, I don't even want to promise and set that up, that that way of being can and will be attained. But I do think that the more we get into that practice, the less we slip. I think perhaps even knowing that that is what drives us so often, these hidden corners and these darkened spaces, fearful and ashamed, the more we can name them and befriend them, the less power they have. And the less power they have, I think the more we can give that power over to the one who drives us with his wind, with her wind, with this unseen invitation, and allow ourselves to be more out of our own control and the control of the Spirit. Let's pray. So we begin in the name of the father son and holy spirit amen the second joyful mystery the visitation our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you on this Tuesday. Have a most wonderful day. God's peace.